Irish Genius, episode 64, Fortnightly Major Harmonica Mergence. In this episode, Don corners a few unlucky patrons of ShushCon to talk about harmonica music, good omens, and the fast food wars, and quite frankly, a whole lot more. Hey, if you like what you hear and you'd like to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash obg. Everything that comes in from there goes to cover our monthly podcasting costs, which we appreciate. Thanks. Welcome to another episode of the Inverse Genius Fortnightly. I'm Donald Dennis, and I'm here with... Hi, everybody. It's me, John Manus. And Bob Wyman. Uh, both of whom have been on the show with me previously and have had many, many exciting things to talk about. So hopefully we'll stumble across something interesting here shortly. Uh, but before that, uh, what has been exciting you lately? Uh, we'll start with you, Bob. Well, I've been practicing my harmonica and a lot of people picked up instruments and learned them over the pandemic as it has continued. And I learned the harmonica a long time before that, didn't play the harmonica, but saw that other people were learning instruments and was like, I should pick that up again. And it has been consuming some of my drive time. Like a harmonica, as in the pocket instrument that you carry around with you and whip out to uh, annoy everybody in a moment of silence. Yes. No. no. I mean, yes, but probably you shouldn't. Probably you shouldn't. Okay. <laughs> uh, so do you carry yours with you? Do you have your harmonica with you today? Well, you say harmonica like a, a real harmonica player would have only one, and I have six. But oh, uh, because one of the so one of the great things about harmonicas is once you've learned to play one, you can play songs in other keys. You just get a different harmonica and then play it the same as you played a tune before. Wait, you mean harmonicas only come in one key? They do. So well. You can get fancy, fancy harmonicas that can do flats and sharps on their own. But generally speaking, a harmonica is in one major, which is also one minor, key. Hmm. And I say interesting. It's interesting in me. Hopefully it's interesting to everybody. Uh, what uh, What's your favorite harmonica? What's the one that you have that you like the best? The one I like the best is the one I've had second longest, and it's called a blues harp. And it has a nice mellow sound, and it has stood the test of time and lasted well. Uh, they, you can get ones that have, especially the ones that are wood, can dry out if you ignore them over time. And then they're harder to get sound out of that's more pleasant and easier to get squeaky tones out of, which is not. You can get non-squeaky tones out of harmonicas? Harmonicas are, are the bagpipes of handheld instruments. You either love them or you really, really, really don't. Um, one of the things that's weird about harmonicas is they lack a lot of timbre. They're almost like a whole bunch of pitch pipes that okay. just make noise. And so they don't, all, you have to bring feeling to them. And so it's easy to make it toot out a tune that's not very pleasant to listen to. Whether I can make it pleasant or just different, I leave to the re the viewer, the, the, the listener. Yes. <laughs> well, and and in you know any movie where you see one, a person standing there playing the harmonica, it's you know generally lower and slower and sadder and forlorn, and it's easy to make them sound sad. They can also sound happy and exciting, um, but it it's, is very it, bagpipey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, interesting. 
Yeah. So, so, John, do you have anything musical to, to chat about today? Well, well, I was like, oh, wow, the gauntlet's been thrown. We need to talk about music stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the only music instrument I think of that I own that I can play is I've got a a kazoo that I had custom made at the Kazooby Kazoo Museum. Wait, what? In Beaufort, South Carolina. You had a custom made kazoo. Yep. Yes. If you, if you're ever in Beaufort, you should always check out the Kazooby Kazoo Museum. It is is amazing. You might not think you want to go there, but it's amazing. All right. So and and when you're there, we started one second. Listen, before we started, we talked like we were all going to make up something to talk about, and I can't tell (laughs) whether or not John is telling the truth, uh, or whether he actually went to the Kazooby Kazoo Museum. Yes. Kazooby Kazoo Museum in Beaufort, South Carolina. All those words could be made up and I wouldn't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not, I promise I'm not making okay. any of this up. I'm not going to drive home after this, but now I need to make a stop right? in Beaufort, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And, so, you know, and, what's, and what's the, the food's highlight? good too. The, the highlight of the Kazooby Kazoo Museum? Um, no, oh, where to start? There, there's so much interesting <laughs> stuff. It's a very, yeah, first off, I didn't know there were so many different types of kazoos out there and there's a, they actually have an electric kazoo that you can hook up into an amplifier <laughs> i'm laughing it's i'm laughing because it does it sounds really absurd but it has a, a a plug like you would plug in a um like an electric guitar into an amplifier it's that kind of thing that goes from the kazoo into that i don't have one of those but yes because i took the tour of the kazooby kazoo museum I was able to get a custom-made kazoo. You choose the body, you choose the uh, the reed insert, what color you want for that, and then you get to put it into the machine and punch it down. And then so it's kind of like kazoo. going to Magic Quest and getting to make your own wand. Sure, it's exactly like Magic Quest, <laughs> but it is magical afterwards. Well, I guess it's the That's, same amount of volume, right? They both make noise. They both, That's right. They both make noise. The, yeah. the, the, the drive back is magical when there's three people in the car with kazoos. Oh, that sounds like a special kind of hell. Um, so, did everyone in your group get their own kazoo? Uh, well, it was it was me and my wife, Ruby. Yep. So, who's been on the show as well? Yep. Some show somewhere, and our friends Calvin and his wife Nini. So, yes, and, they all had kazoos. Well, no, Ruby did not get a kazoo made. This doesn't really surprise me, right. I guess. But we did all. But the three of us who had kazoos were playing it in the car when we went to go to dinner. So it was fun. <laughs> You've got a uh, a harmonica, which is basically broken up into different tubes, right? And, yep. Mm-hmm. And so a kazoo is basically like one of those tubes. It's like a effectively tube, and it has a little reed on the top of it that vibrates and makes the the weird right. buzzing noise. But I'm just trying to think: is that basically you're like one eighteenth of a of a harmonica <laughs> with a kazoo? Is is the comparison I'm trying to make? Uh, hmm. Yes and no. The brilliant and horrifying thing about a kazoo is it can make <laughs> all kinds of tones. Mm-hmm. And the <laughs> brilliant and horrifying thing about a harmonica is that, in theory, it's called a harmonica because when you blow on it, even if you don't know anything about it, you've made a, a chord. Mm-hmm. It's in harmony with itself all the time. Mm. And, yeah. Because it yeah. should make only one tone out of that. Now, the all of the <laughs> musicianships is breaking these rules so you can make a harmonica not do what it is designed to do Uh and that's and that's where the soul is man i mean arguably i have used a harmonica before and i've never made it do what it was supposed to do (laughs) but that's i think a me problem Uh, really uh so so bob i was going to ask if if like um what's his face uh from blues traveler john popper if you have 
a the bandolier the with with I the harmonicas on it. Vest. Or the vest with all the harmonicas. Uh, on. You can get harmonica bandoliers and harmonica vests. And the thing that that nerded me out and made my <laughs> my sister laugh a lot is I I did get a um can a thing a velcro container thing that holds potentially a whole octave worth of harmonicas and i've got six of them filled oh that's cool how, how many <laughs> how many go in an octave uh what a great question so i should count right it's either seven or eight but music is always weird this way yeah right, okay. right. <laughs> well that's that's right. as, that's as close as we need to get for this yeah. particular show um <laughs> when when we do a deep dive on author- the authority of harmonicas we will make you have to have the right answer for that one. <laughs> yep, so yep. seven or eight is close enough because I, my only flirtation with making real music and actual music is, uh, I played the drum in fourth grade and they decided I was not fit to play the drum anymore. <laughs> and so I no longer played after that. I, it sounds like John and you and me would make the, the folk band to destroy <laughs> all folk bands. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. No. Oh my gosh. Uh, oh, and I did teach myself to play, uh, some Christmas Carol on the piano. Uh, I think uh, I saw three ships. That's the one okay. for our so. inevitable Christmas album. Oh yeah, there yeah. Is. <laughs> yeah. We could clear rooms. I could. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, just give me some cheese. No. Uh, <laughs> what? That's that's exciting. I have, as you might have guessed, I have zero uh, musical stuff that I can say. This is the thing that you're looking for. Uh, unlike the two of you. So, um, but John, do you have a kazoo collection or is it just the one man- magnificent kazoo that you put together? <laughs> I, just, I really just have the, the one, the one kazoo. Okay. I think I probably had other kazoos when I was growing up. Yes. Those little plastic atrocities. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I might've had a metal one at one point, but, uh, yeah, I, I was probably, I was too young to appreciate the kazoo at that point. It wasn't until I got much older that I really, truly appreciated the kazoo. The kazoo. That's, see, I think my older brother made sure I didn't appreciate the kazoo because he <laughs> didn't like yeah, me playing it. Yes. If oh. the kazoo is in the wrong hands, it can be used for it can do harm. far more harm than good. The most recent harmonica I bought had a warning <laughs> that came with it, which I thought was great. Mm-hmm. Of, that was more or less, this is not a toy. <laughs> It makes a lot bigger noise than it seems. Don't play it next to somebody's ears. Oh. Don't give it to children. You don't know what will happen. <laughs> <laughs> they have swallowed themselves a harmonica. <laughs> Do you have one of those things that uh, uh, you can put it around your shoulders and it keeps it held up to your mouth? I do not. I guess if you don't also play guitar, that's not so important. It's really important if you play guitar or piano. and Or drums or whatever. People yeah. have them. Now that would be interesting, playing drums and trying to trying to use a harmonica at the same time i haven't done the the <laughs> neck thing i've been in the shop and looked at them but uh you know first priority is always more harmonicas second priority is storage for har- more harmonicas <laughs> and then third priority is other weird ways to make harmonicas make noise i could see bob stomping around in a huh. man band outfit i was just know, thinking that with too. The, the squeeze box a harmonica the oh, mouth held harmonica yeah. the bass drum bass drum strapped to your thing. back yeah yeah yeah, like uh, beginning of Mary like Poppins. Like in Mary Poppins. Right? Yeah. yeah, there you go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I guess so I can talk about something musical related. I am going to talk about a band that I really like. Uh, 
uh, who is no longer making music. So you can get their entire collection, reasonably Ooh. priced. And since we are still in March, as of the time we're recording this, I'm going to talk about one of my favorite Irish-ish bands, and it's Kian. Um, you know the uh, the best worst uh, Irish music <laughs> band you'll ever hear. And so they play, um, I think they're from the Pittsburgh area originally, and they toured up and down the Northeast for a while, and they do such hits as Worst Pirate in the World. Hmm. Um, ooh, what ones can I mention? Uh, ugly, um, <laughs> Some you can't mention. <laughs> uh, uh, pretty on the Inside, uh, which is better than <laughs> not being pretty on the out at all. Um, huh. ooh, uh, blame the Viking. Uh, Mead. You know, so you begin to see why I like this band, right? Yeah, it's because yeah, they have yeah. a lot of themes that I appreciate. And they do some sort of modern versions of some classics as well. And uh, unfortunately, the the lead singer for the group uh, died in a car accident, I think, years ago. And so the band pretty much foundered at that point. But I really like their music. I'm going to actually contact them and see if I can put some in the episode so that you can hear it uh, around this part. Uh, but if they don't give us permission, you're just going to have to go seek it out on any, you know, non-fascist supporting music station. Uh, I have, somewhere I have a critically world. important question. Yes. Because it's Irish, how do you spell? C-E-A-N-N. C E. Okay. That was a gotcha. good question. <laughs> right? That was very, yeah. It wasn't what legit you thought, was it? <laughs> No, that was a legit question right there. Um, I no, like that, it. That's, that's a good one. And, um, <laughs> oh, let me, they've got some a good tagline that I just can't remember right now. Cause it is day three of a convention. Uh, it's a, sometimes you eat the pirate ship and sometimes, sometimes it eats you. It eats you. No, it's, that's not like that. Oh, um, <laughs> well, yeah. but, uh, so you'll listen to a, some of their songs and uh, one of their songs is called almost Irish, which by <laughs> the way, um, it is painful to start listening to because it is, maybe the violin or the harmonica or some instrument, depending on if you're seeing it live or whatever, Kazoo. being played incredibly off key and slow <laughs> and out of, out of beat and out of tune as they're talking about their journey, starting their Irish band. Oh, and, interesting. Uh, that it's, um, so you suffer for their art as well for a little bit. <laughs> yes. As it gets in. And, um, you know, I think, uh, yeah, uh, that it gets better as it goes. Huh. My brother refused to listen to the rest of the song after the start of it. And so did Ow. Scott Nicholson, whom you may have heard of. Um, but that they are a, a lot of fun and they play with the music and they, and they, yeah, pretty fabulous and, you know, cut, cut short way too early that, uh, uh, I don't know where else I would talk about it besides on one of these shows where you guys bring up music, you know, so, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think, uh, yeah. Listen, hopefully there will be some of it played in here. I've got all of their stuff and, uh, you know, there's different versions. One of their live versions is great of one of the songs. I generally don't like live music record. I generally don't like live music recordings as much as I like more finely mixed stuff. Right. Uh, but uh, they've got some of their live stuff is actually just pretty hilarious. Um, so yeah, that's it. Go check out Kian and, um, yeah, one of their songs is actually about that you obviously didn't listen to our demo disc before you booked us at your bar, <laughs> uh, uh, and they're just dogging on it. Another one is like about like one of the worst bar in North Pittsburgh, uh, <laughs> you know, and just all these making fun of frat boys, 
uh, who you know are trying to invade their bar and and stuff like that. So they have a lot of fun. They're up through from Virginia up through New York. I think I saw them in New York and in uh, Pennsylvania once. So it's it's a neat band. Go check them out. That's Kian, and I will put the spelling hmm. in the show notes and put links to their stuff because I like it. And hopefully, right after this, you will hear some music. Uh, no, you won't. All right. We're right back now. And apparently we've got a band that we want to talk about. And I know that I like this band and have way too many of their discs. And, um, one of us does, but, uh, Bob, who are we talking about? We're talking about queen. Mm -hmm. I think I only have one of their discs. If by one, you mean the platinum collection. So I have a lot in the platinum collection, like three discs set. Yes. Okay. There you go. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Because that, that Queen is all media platinum. stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I still have, I, I haven't listened to the actual physical discs in forever, but I bought like the Rat King and, you know, some of their earlier, oh, okay. earlier stuff okay. before they were back when they were loud and less flashy, I guess. Mm, uh, yeah. My, okay. Okay. My neighborhood, uh, my neighbors, got uh the it was at the time the greatest hits the news of the world mm-hmm. ah, and, okay. and they played it nonstop, and we were kids because we didn't you know you, that's what you did with albums and so <laughs> yes um i i don't hear um we will rock you without hearing we are the champions right, right after right, it because right. it happens right. <laughs> mm-hmm. right and that that had a lot of bangers on it it was pretty solid <laughs> yeah it's Great stuff. Uh, also, one of the things I like about them is that in Good Omens, uh, yeah, they yes. talk about how, you know, any CD or cassette tape left in a car for, you know, over a month it will eventually turn into uh, Queen's, Queen's Greatest Hits Queen's disc greatest or, you yeah. know, tape two or whatever it was. Yes. Yep. And yes. <laughs> that uh, that was going to happen because it, when it was being written, that was the top song and it was being played on the radio all the time. And apparently, uh, Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett get a little bit touchy when someone's, <laughs> huh, you huh. know. But no, they, they're they both fans. I believe that they both both like Queen. But it's just hilarious that it made it into what I consider to be a very significant work of, you know, modern fantasy fiction. Yeah. 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 It, which has only gotten, this is a little bit off from Queen, but which Good Omens has just exploded, right? It yes. was a book that was popular and then became... The series and is yep. And series two is about to uh, is filming if it's not done filming already. But yeah, right. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, <laughs> since you brought it up, yeah, and I'm like trying to figure out what's season two going to be about because doesn't season one kind of cover the? It covers the whole book. The book. It, well, it does, but um, when the book was coming out, Pratchett was having a panic saying it shouldn't come out. Because right, blah blah blah, and apparently he and Gaiman actually, uh, or Gaiman, I don't know how to pronounce his name, and I apologize uh, for Gaiman. It. Gaiman, Neil Gaiman. Um, Those of us who know him call him Neil. <laughs> he's well told said. me he's told us on Twitter we can call him Neil. That's fine, but you know, there's also the Neil Patrick Harris. You want to get the right Neil, so you got to have. I'm not talking about MPH. I'm talking there about go, yeah. Neil <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh, okay. So I know what I'm talking about next. But anyway, um, that. Uh, they stayed up late in a hotel one night talking about the book too. And uh-huh. so huh. it's, this is not completely without context. They came out with the outline or how they thought it was going to go and stuff like that. But then they both got famous in Arthur contracts on other projects. 
And so this is sort of fulfilling their previous ideas. And in fact, one of the characters that that you meet in the television series uh, is, was going to be one of the main characters in the book, the angel who kept coming to talk to take um, as Zarephel task. uh, Oh, okay. Is more from the, from the sequel. Okay. It never happened. So I say it's from the sequel, but from the alleged sequel. Okay. Right. Interesting. So, so, so weirdly tangentially related to that, uh, if you haven't checked out and it's on audible, the, uh, Neil Gaim- Neil's, sorry, <laughs> uh, adaptation of, uh, Sandman on there, you should totally check it out. It's a lot of fun. It's, and that's just it's, one standalone book, right? Or is it? It's the, it's multiple volumes okay. on Audible. I think we're we're in the middle of volume two right now. Um, listening to it, and it's it's a full cast recording. So you've got uh, what's his face, the guy who plays the young Professor X in the new X Men movies, um, McElroy. McEl- yeah, McElroy. No. Yeah, McElroy. McElroy. Uh, James McElroy is the does the voice of uh, Morpheus hmm. on that, and okay. and and Neil. Uh, is the narrator through the whole thing. I'm, I'm going to keep running with this gag. He is a, he, <laughs> well, and he's a great reader. Like his auto audio oh, yes. books are oh, yes. stellar. Like he oh, doesn't, yeah. he speaks them himself and it's, he is right to do so. Right. And yet we, instead we're talking about queen. Yes. yes. Right. No, well, we totally all, are it, it all spirals out from that. It certainly yeah, does. Really does. Yes. Queen. I was going to talk about Wayne's world, but no, that's much. <laughs> no, no, that's good. You got to mention Wayne's world. We were life. talking about the media stuff. <laughs> right. So, uh, so, so, so when I was a kid and Wayne's world came out uh, and yeah. then all of a sudden everybody was a huge queen fan. Yes. And, um, but, but you know, we, I've been hearing their stuff much earlier than that. Cause I remember being much younger at my uncle's house as he and his his son so my uh my cousins my older cousins were playing dark tower mm. yes. okay listening to which also uh, just came back right i just remember that i remember right i remember them sitting around playing that as another one rides the bus was, was playing <laughs> i have a weird vivid memory of that and going and somebody getting excited about a pegasus Another one rides the bus, which uh-huh. is Weird Al, not... Oh, sorry. See, that's... Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, Queen had such an effect Queen. on the culture that it... <laughs> right. It or did Weird Al have such a... Both. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It, it influenced Weird so Al. Sorry, what I meant was uh, another one bites the dust. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> a quick, quick aside about that. A, a friend of mine's brother uh, was getting married, and when they were doing the wedding reception, after was wedding reception, when they were coming in, the... Bride and the groom were coming in. That's what they played. Another one bites the dust. Yes, that's, or another one. That seems like dust. a bachelor party rather than a reception. Type. No, they are they were Irish. Let's talk about more about that. Is that they were particularly Irish and abusive to their family? So yes, that's that's how that that played out. Um, so right, uh, did you have anything else you wanted to say about Queen besides Jay? They're good. Well, I I am struck anew by how. First of all, there's something great about just being enthusiastic. Yeah. Like Queen was like, this song is about a ridiculous thing, and we are all in on it. We are going to talk about this bicycle race as if it is the most important cultural thing that's going to happen. We're going to sing about, um, I, I would say that I Want It All is, mm-hmm. is the rock anthem. 
I used to think that the closest that we came was Twisted Sisters. Um, we're not going to take it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is in the top three. But I, I think I want it all is what Rock is trying to say. I think that it's really more a slogan for a political party. Well, you know, than 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 a. It is overall. also the most selloutable song. Yes, right. Like the, the problem <laughs> it's all about selling out. Is that I mostly heard about it. I've mo- I've mostly heard this song as part of ad jingles, which which uh, is not what the song is about, man. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. But you know, you hear it through, and it's more hungry and raw and about that feeling of a teenager of breaking out, which is what rock should be about. Yeah. Okay. And the, okay. the the quest for breaking out and the quest for freedom comes up a lot in Queen's right. songs. Mm-hmm. Um, He's got to break free. Exactly. And and I think that the that's a song. The way it is that it, it's a song by Queen. It is. <laughs> it is a song by Queen. You unquestionably know Queen. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not not at the Neil slash NPH level, but you're yeah. you're <laughs> familiar with their work. I appreciate it. <laughs> So I, yeah, love Queen, and then I saw Highlander, mm. right? And they did Princes know, of the Universe. There we um, go, amongst other songs from that. But yes, yeah. <laughs> and so I, I was like, oh, I need the Highlander soundtrack, and I know that the British version is different than the English one or the huh. American one. Um, and it was either a, a huh. A, it was either a queen set or it was a set that had a different queen song or something like that. So I told my brother, since he was going to England, I'm like, this is the disc that I want. And then he's like, well, it's not going to play on American CDs. So he just got me another queen disc. I'm like, <laughs> no, I wanted blah, 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 <laughs> of region coding or whatever they you were doing to job. <laughs> That's right. I was like, I have a computer and I can violate copyright. Why are you doing this to, to me? But, uh, Hmm. Yeah, so I just remember that tied up in the the luster and the mythology of of the Highlander movie, the first one, the only okay. the only Highlander movie that was ever there was to Highlander. <laughs> but there were um, no other. That was one of those things that there were no sequels to. There weren't there sequels. Little, well, okay, so there there was one that they called the third one, but basically it was just a lot of the first one over and over again. <laughs> yeah, okay. you know, but you know. So, but that's and, a different. We do not speak of the second one. Even yes. even the intro to the third. Which one version of the second one? We do not speak of the second one. <laughs> I never saw the other version <laughs> of, the, of, the, of the one that didn't exist. So, uh, it's just Connor waking up, going, "What a horrible nightmare." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been better. All right. Wow. Well, speaking of um, American Wait, versus British versions of things, mm-hmm. see, it's a segue. It's not a segue if you call it out. It's a segue. <laughs> Uh, well, no, that, that weirdly reminded me just, just recently, uh, we were having, uh, a lunch with, with Calvin and Nini, who I've also mentioned not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And the kazoo conversation. And, and, and Calvin brought up this really interesting thing where, um, uh, first off, have, have either of you seen the movie Demolition Man? Yes. No. Okay. Tell me what? everything about it. Well, You've de- never well, seen Demolition Man. No. It's, it's, oh my gosh. It's an awesome movie. You should go find it. You should go check it out right now. But the fast food wars. Okay. Yep. It's about the fast food wars. <laughs> so, okay, Donald. So who won the fast food wars? Taco Bell. Every restaurant's Taco Bell. That's in the American version. Oh. In every other version, you know who won the fast food wars? McDonald's. Uh, it's no. not McDonald's. 
No, it's uh, got to be like Arthur Cheecher's Fish and Chips or something. Uh, <laughs> it's Pizza Hut. Because Calvin's wife is from Greece, and they were talking about it, and she mentioned she mentioned that particular part, and Calvin was like, no, you're wrong. It's Taco Bell. So they got a copy of it, but they got a copy from from England, I guess. Okay, all right. And they're watching it, and, and he was like, no, what's going on? He's, he thought he was having some weird sort of like Mandela, Mandela. Mandela oh, effect yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> and so he's like, so I'm watching it frame by frame. And it's like, look, you could see they're clearly – his lips are not sinking to the words Pizza Hut as he's saying it. That's – but it makes sense in the sense that ta- Taco Bell speaks to Americans and Pizza Hut well, I think, is – And I think at the time it came out, Taco Bell wasn't as prevalent. wasn't international. wasn't yeah, international. Definitely. Um, now they're my favorite uh, fast food Australian company. So you're saying they, you're saying they are winning? Is what you're saying? Mm. <laughs> so they they might be if they keep bringing back those nacho fries. Yeah, you can't yes. hear the list the look that I'm giving John <laughs> at this point. Any any time you get food well, you know from who, a restaurant that when it's delivered to them says um, still edible or whatever it is uh, maybe eaten by humans <laughs> on the bags. You don't. You know whose fries they are? Whose? Nacho fries. Nacho fries. But but apparently not Dennis's either. That's true. <laughs> All I'm saying is live moss. <laughs> <laughs> Taco Bell has had some of the some of the greatest campaign things, like the Illuminati oh. one they did. Oh, you Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. I've got a Taco Bell store. Oh, and it's that the one. Yeah. So well, I'm I at was, the Illuminati one where they're no, like, past, do your Illuminati yeah, you know, one. Tell us, tell us which, what, where it's like, they're just, it's, they're talking about all the whole conspiracy secret society mm-hmm. stuff and how Taco Bell is part of the Illuminati or in control of the Illuminati. Cause the that, bell looks like an eye. Right. And that's the Taco Bell commercial that, <laughs> ad that they made. That commercial may have broke my son. <laughs> that explains so much. <laughs> but so I was, when I was in Virginia, I pull up to a Taco Bell, I make my order, and they say, Do you want a chihuahua with that? What? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, What? What are you offering? Cow me? meat's fine, <laughs> which was not the answer I think they were wanting. Um, Sir, we don't have cow meat here. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, wait, what do you mean? Could you repeat? And so it took them <laughs> moments to explain to me that they were offering little stuffed chihuahuas that were not actual chihuahuas, but instead were stuffed toys. And the look they gave me when I pulled around to the corner was like, you are being a jerk. And we know that you're doing this on purpose. And you, we may or may not have spit in your food, you know. Um, but uh, Wow. I'm surprised they haven't done like the... The chupacabra burrito or something. Oh yeah, at Taco Bell made out of. I mean, I don't know what that would be. Oh, it would probably be delicious. Is what it would be. It would. It would just be like uh, when they're grilled stuffed burritos, but no goat with goat meat with goat. It. I yeah. I mean, have to do yes. Uh, Taco Bell is going to put goat meat. <laughs> going to use actual meat. I mean, goat meat in their, <laughs> in their burritos. I I reminded <laughs> of the old um, Simpsons episodes. About the um, McRiblet. Yes. (laughs) The species that McRiblets are made of. But the good news is they breed very fast and they should be back in full supplies. Think smaller. Think more legs. (laughs) (laughs) Or a Discworld where it's like this this sausage was made with real pig. Don't you mean pork? 
real named pig. Named <laughs> pig. <laughs> yeah. Cut my own throat, Dibbler. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think that that's it. I think that's a full episode right there, uh, unless you need to talk about the seashells uh, from Demolition Man. <laughs> Uh, you know, oh, Bob, d- Bob doesn't know about the three seashells. The three seashells. <laughs> That's right. Um, I think that we probably that should leave it there. That was a good setup for that joke. Too. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, anything else we want to chat about or should we wrap this up here? Wow. Okay, uh, we're done. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm Donald and I'm here with... Bob Wyman. And... John Manus. And we've been talking about a bunch of random stuff. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. That's it for this episode of the Inverse Genius Podcast. The Inverse Genius Podcast is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 license. Thank you.